Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. things that cause warfare within us so often. You talked yesterday about how we can overcome the flesh, overcome the soul by submitting to God. So you're going to ask the question today, Colin, okay, what is our focus, ourselves or God? Where do we set our mind? And what does the scripture say to us about this? Now, before we come on to talk about the focus of the mind, we must be sure of one thing in particular, and that is where we stand before God. Paul speaks extensively in his epistle to Romans about this whole business of where our focus is. Uh, He speaks a lot about this conflict between the soul and the spirit. But before he gets to that subject, He talks very, very clearly, chapters 3, 4, 5, about what God has accomplished for us in Christ, that we have been saved from ourselves by the grace of God that is working through Jesus Christ, that we now have received a righteousness from God that is by faith and is not the result of any of our own works. Now, to receive a righteousness from God means that he has brought us into a place of total acceptance before God. We have been made righteous, justified is is the technical language of the Bible. But what it means, in effect, is that we are brought into a relationship with God where we are totally accepted by God. And we're totally accepted not because of what we have done, but because of what he has done. That all our sins and everything about us that was unacceptable to God has been forgiven, We have been given a new life. We have been born again, born from above. We we have become a new creation. And in that new creation, Christ lives in us by the power of the Spirit. When he's writing to Galatians, Paul says, um, the life I now live, I, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And he says that, you see, after saying, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So that I, that self-life, has been crossed out by the cross, really. We don't have to allow the soul life, the self-life, the natural life, to dominate and rule and determine the way in which we walk, the way in which we live, and the decisions that we make. We now have a greater life living within us. We still have that natural life, as I've already made clear this week. But we have the life of Christ. We have the life of God. We have the life of His Spirit living within us. 
And what God is urging us to do is to learn to trust in the Spirit, to trust in the life of Christ in us. So, as I've made clear already this week, you have your natural mind, but you also have the mind of Christ because he lives in your spirit. You have the natural mind in your soul, you have the mind of Christ in your spirit. You have your natural emotions in your soul, you have the emotions of the spirit, the joy, the, the peace, the love of the spirit, uh, in, uh, the, because the Holy Spirit lives within you. You have your natural will, and you have the Holy Spirit living within you, urging you, impressing upon you, leading you to fulfill the will of God. So we were looking yesterday at the conflict between those two things. Now, how are we to operate on a day-to-day basis? Well, Paul puts it like this when he's writing to the, um, to the Romans. He says... <clears throat> If we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So the way in which we used to live, just purely in the natural, without the spiritual, without the the supernatural, that life has died. That life has been crucified with Christ. So he says in verse 11 of chapter 6, count yourselves dead to sin, dead to just living in the way that displeased God because you depended just upon your natural desires and feelings and thinking. Count yourself dead to that, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. You are alive in the Spirit. You are living in Christ. Christ is living in you. So this is now where you are going to set your focus. So he then says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, in your natural body. Don't put your focus on your natural mind, your natural emotions, your natural will, um, because if you do that, sin will continue to reign in your body. Now, it doesn't need to, as it did in in your old life, because now you have this new life. So... He says, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies to obey its evil desires, but offer the part, uh, do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God. Now, offer yourselves to God. What is that? Offer your self-life to God. What is that? Offer your soul life to God. Don't live your soul life for yourself apart from God in the way that you used to before you were a Christian, but now offer your self-life, offer your soul life to God. Keep that soul life, that natural life, submitted to God. Does this have a lot to say to people who are affected by addictions, Colin? Addictive behavior? Well, it's a principle for all of us, not just to those with addiction. People get addicted because they've constantly pleased themselves and ignored God. But you see, all of us were addicted before we were born again to pleasing self. We may not have been addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything like that, but we were addicted to pleasing ourselves. So 
um, that la old life of addiction is dead. And of course, one of the ways in which you can see that a person has been born again is that they have been set free from their former um, addictions. So, but but we mustn't we mustn't uh, allow ourselves to think. Well, this is this is only a word for those who are addicted to certain things. This is the word of God to every Christian that every day of our lives we need to submit the soul and our natural bodies and our natural inclinations to God, to the Spirit, which is why Jesus said that uh, day by day we need to take up our cross and follow after him. That's not taking up his cross, but it's recognizing that day by day we need to stay in that place of submission to God, submission to his will, submitting the soul to the spirit. Because if we don't consciously do that, the soul will take over again, which is why we can so easily get into the place where we forget all about God. We forget that God is with us. We're not conscious of what he wants when we're having to make decisions during the natural course of the day. We, we, we just we, you, you can just go th- right through the day without ever being conscious of God or his will or, or, or of his purpose for your life. And God doesn't intend us to live like that. He, he wants us to be conscious of the fact that that he is with us always, that he is within us, and our souls are so submitted to the Spirit that, that he can have his way. So Paul says, don't offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Now, what's he saying? He's saying that if you live to please yourself, if you live simply at the natural level, that's death because you will inevitably sin and displease God, and all sin leads to death. But if you live to please God, if you submit your natural life, your soul life to the life of the Spirit, that is real life. You come alive spiritually. You come alive with the life and the love and the power of God, and he is able to operate in you. He is able to operate through you. He is able to bless others because of you. So, you see, Paul says, offer the parts of your body to him, to God, as instruments of righteousness. So what you're doing is saying, Lord, I offer my, my so, myself, my soul life to you, my mind to come under the influence of the mind of Christ, my emotions to come under the, the, uh, the life and power and impact of your spirit. I submit my will to your will. I submit the parts of my body to you because I don't want my body to be the instrument of sin. I want it to be an instrument of righteousness. And so Paul sums this up by saying, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under uh, the law of just trying to religiously please God, but you're under grace. God's grace will be operative in your life when you submit your soul to the Spirit. He will give you the grace then to think the right way, to even feel the right way, because if you think right, then you'll have the right emotions, and to make the right decisions which will please God, which will then bring joy and peace into your soul, and also, of course, will glorify God and enable you to fulfill his plan and purpose. 
And so we'll look tomorrow at how this particularly affects our minds and our way of thinking. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 